What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in. Asian Beaches Down Under, a podcast about sharing information and perspectives from the Asian diasporas in society and culture. We encourage you to subscribe to our show by Apple, Google, or Spotify. If you have enjoyed our episodes, please support us by giving us a five-star rating and get your friends on board to listen to us. Finally, we would love you to support this podcast by donating to our Buy Me a Coffee program. Your wonderful support and donations will help us to continue creating the platform for diversity and inclusivity. Make sure you check out the episode show notes for any collaborations we're working with to promote. Thanks again, and we hope you will enjoy today's episode. I really want. Do you know where I can watch a Jiangsu movie? Seriously, really you can look it up on YouTube. And do and and like that. Remember? Yeah, yeah, the hopping. Oh yeah, the hand. hand. Hey y'all, this is Jessie. Hi, this is Helen. And we are Asian bitches down under. Helen is listening to. A, I just found out Helen is listening to an、uh, audio book called. Yes. Bullet train. train, and、yeah. I was like, "What? That's I thought that was a Brad Pitt movie." <laughs> yeah, everyone mistaken as a、um, movie, a Hollywood movie. Unfortunately, this is what happens when you kind of appropriate、um, a product, a, an art product from another culture, and、yeah. you、um, create it and promote it as a. Almost as if it's an original piece from Hollywood, and everyone yeah, thinks yeah,、totally. it's you know something coming out of, from Hollywood. It's、yeah. actually based on a book, which I just found out yesterday. It has different titles in the orig- original Japanese and different titles in Chinese, and then it comes down to bullet train in Japanese, which、right. I I don't know the.、Um, How the aspects of capitalism goes, in the sense that you want to promote something, you need to make it sound very attractive. So yeah, it's actually、uh, based on a book called Maria's Beetle in uh, Japanese. Uh, so、mm-hmm. it's an English name in in Japanese already, Maria's Beetle, but、mm-hmm. in Chinese is translated into、uh, Ladybird. So、yeah. I don't know what's the connection between beetles and ladybirds. I guess they're both insects, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know what's the relation there. But so far,、um, I'm up to chapter five, I think. Yeah, I'm on audio books,、wow. so it's hard、okay. to follow. Kind of sometimes,、um, chapter five. I think there's a there's a connection with beetles and ladybird throughout the story, the plot, because there's a character that is、mm-hmm. yeah very relevant to the turn of ladybird. Anyway. Um, yeah, so <laughs> this is what what I've been、uh, listening to since yesterday. But it's such an interesting thing that sometimes people just assume that it's a Hollywood product. But yeah, yeah, if you look into it, you know they they make they just juice it from <laughs> from、oh, totally. other culture. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what Hollywood does. I mean, I'd say like up to more than fifty percent of the stuff that Hollywood produces is taken from other cultures. Yes, and just reappropriated it.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if they、yeah. have the moral value enough to mention it, it's you know adaptation from somewhere, but they rarely do. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing um posters of Bull Train everywhere. Yes, it's everywhere. That's why. That's what happens when、face. you. Yeah, that's what happens when you put big money into Hollywood and you have a such a huge cast in that movie, and people will just assume that oh, okay, it's something out of Hollywood.、But、yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, even with the audio book, the cover is the、mm. poster, the movie、oh, poster. The movie. Yeah, yeah, it's、uh-huh. not even the original cover of the book. So yeah, the book、I、is mean, by Kotaro Isaka. If anyone wants to look, go and look it up. Okay,、um, so is it a is it a crime or is it apocalyptic? What is it? I have no idea what. The yeah, movie is it's、about. quite messy if you just watch the the trailer. So basically, the the plot is about a group of psychopath killers that, unfortunately, they have their own jobs. Uh, on the same day, and they met on the bullet train and it intersects with each other. 
Right, yeah. right. So basically, that's okay. what happens. So it's quite right. entertaining. If you listen to yeah, it, yeah. I, I, I do believe that it is a, quite an interesting direction of moving it into a visual production as a movie. Mm. Because mm. it's rather entertaining. Very interesting. Well, I, I'm probably not dying to go to the cinemas to see it. Because, <laughs> um, I don't have absolutely any feeling towards Brad Pitt. I think he's one of those Hollywood people who are just so dull and they just stick him in, in a movie and then they expect, you know, and they will get a lot of people going to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. It's just dull. a hyped up, you know, to sort of entertainment product by the Hollywood that you see almost yeah, exactly. like every second week. <laughs> Speaking about um, hyped up shit, um, this week I've been we've been watching um, uh, John Wick oh, uh, 1 yes. and 2. I went to see John Wick 3 actually years ago when it came out with my one of my closest friends in the world, mm-hmm. Pilot Club Spilly. Um, <laughs> and um, he and I enjoyed it. I don't actually remember much about it. Um, I remember it was just like very stylized. Yeah, a lot of violence. Yeah, violence. And I didn't didn't think I minded it back then. But, like, uh, when we were watching this week one and two, um, I had spent most of the movie with my eyes shut, with my, like, my face being covered by my hands. My face. Uh Yeah, because, like, I don't know. I just feel I don't like putting myself through physical violence. It Mm -hmm. just, it's very, it's very, I feel like the older I get, the more I'm becoming like mum. Like, you just don't want to see. I just those, don't want to see. That sort it's of cool. it. yeah, yeah, like violence. um, yeah, and like there's literally the body count for every John Wick movie is like over five hundred. He kills yeah. like over five hundred people or something. Uh-huh. It's pretty ridiculous. And and you know I was pretty shocked by the the after we saw the first movie, uh, it took me days until I realized there was not even one female character in it, and I was mm. kind of shocked by the fact that I didn't even register that. I guess maybe because when I watch an action thriller, an action film, I, I kind of expect that no women will play a grand role, let alone any role, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there are very few female leads, like yeah, physical and, violence sort of. Film. Yeah, exactly. Like, and um, and uh, Keanu Reeves is um, pretty placid. He's pretty passive. He's just like a pretty one notey kind of assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of like the only movie we've... Been, I've been kind of watching lately. I've been getting more into series, which is very unusual for me since I don't usually like series. Um, watching uh, how to make how to get away with murder, which I think I've mentioned in the past mm-hmm. yeah. um, few episodes. Uh, that is like a very campy, very of its time. I think it st- started streaming more than maybe ten years ago, and it made Viola Davis like a big star. I think. Mm-hmm. I think I'm not quite sure about her background, but I think it's just a very snappy series from the, you know from that time. So um, mm. that's been very nice and comforting. Um, and thanks to this week's Pilot Club, which is one of their best episodes yet. <laughs> like, what? Listen to it if you uh, if you want to laugh out loud. Like, literally choke on your laughter. Um, Uncoupled is a show starring Patrick Neil Patrick Harris mm-hmm. um, on Netflix, and it's about a guy who kind of towards middle age and he's left by his long-term partner and he's a real estate executive like real estate agent in new york it's very kind of like very darren darren star-esque so this is the guy who created melrose place and sex in the city and then younger so great shows mm-hmm. um this one centers a gay man a very attractive you know skinny built um guy billy has this wonderful take on his show this week where he says basically it kind of aligns gay men with um, wealth that that show uh, yes. so it is kind of like very like he didn't love it um mm-hmm. but i find it it's, it is like I, i'm gonna keep watching um i'm mm-hmm. thinking i'm like up for halfway through the first season so yep. um it's definitely one that's bingeable and then the other one we started watching last night was one called the resort um, which is streaming on stan and it's a bit more unusual and i won't talk much about it because i've only watched the pilot but uh, it's kind of similar to a lot of kind of shows these days where um, a couple, uh, a straight couple, they're kind of getting bored. They don't know where the zest is in their relationship and then they stumble upon some sort of crime and then they try and solve it together. Oh, you know, I as can a way remember to... a bunch of movies that is similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah as, as though like um, 
couples need a sort of adversity or some crisis or new new event or mm-hmm. person to re-live in their relationship. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this one's quite mystical, I have to say. Like okay. the, the, the genre is quite strange. Okay. And haunting at the uh-huh. same time. Like, I, I was only able to watch the pilot. I didn't want to keep watching it. It didn't suck me in the, in the way that cup, Uncoupled sucked me in. Uh, it's, it's, um, the, it's not as attractive to you. It was more of a tone that wasn't as comforting as Uncoupled. I find that the sort of, mm. the sort of comedy of un, uh, Darren Star is way more comforting than something more, about, something more serious about crime and infidelity mm-hmm. and you know, stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's been my screen cultural consumption this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Helen, um, do you want to talk about the Taiwan Film Festival, which you yeah, did I'm a great like... job of hosting last week? So this is more like a news piece rather than cultural consumption. So last Saturday we had an industry event, um, industry circle event in the George Street Cinema. I don't know what to talk about it, but I was quite nervous meeting other like professionals. I'm not a professional mm. of the film industry myself, but I was quite. I was hosting and I was moderating it with another lady, um, Anna Tuari. A huge shout out to her. She's such a huge support. In oh, she's diversity. she's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was. I don't know. I was just nervous talking to the professionals, but at the same time, I was so glad of meeting the guests from Taiwan as well. I mean, we caught yeah, up, yeah. you know, on the opening night, went out for a drink. Yeah, Helen then, got, Helen, <laughs> yeah, Helen had a lot, a good time with those cocktails. It looked very, very pretty, those cocktails at Sammy's, I think, Sammy's Wine Bar. Yeah, and we just talked about um, the thing with working um, with professionals from the art industry is that mm. you don't really need to get too serious, even though I was really nervous. The mm, thing is yeah. that you can just ask them about something that is remotely relevant to their work, but not mm. so like not so technical about it. Like we start talking about the films we like, we start talking about the TV dramas we like, and it's nice to kind of hear from different perspectives, but it's also nice when you meet someone that immediately says, oh, I hate that one too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's no conceit behind their interactions. Yeah, yeah. It's so fun. Yeah, it's always nice. Yeah, that's always nice. Um, what are there any kind of um last minute? Because the Taiwan Film Festival is closing in a few days. Any last films you would rec- 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 recommend? Oh, I will highly recommend. Um, I think I spoke about it two weeks ago before the launch. But um, on the subjects of what we're going to talk about this week on our podcast about Ghost, um, I would recommend everyone to go and see Till We Meet Again. It's kind of, I don't even know how to explain it. So it's like supernatural rom-con mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of oh, story. Nice. Is that the girl with um, pink hair? Yeah, it's a girl with a pink hair. Yeah, that they looks become cool. the love goddess or like the Cupid the, in the right. ancient Chinese mm-hmm. um, legends. They're so called mm-hmm. Cupid. Yeah, on the subject of love, I also want to mention that yesterday was the Qi Xi, the Chinese or slash lunar year Valentine's Day. Really? So it's the seventh day of the seventh month in a lunar year. So according uh-huh. to the legend, it's about like two lovers who were separated due to their status. One is the uh-huh. ox herd boy, uh-huh. Niu Lang, who is a human who's fallen in love with a weaver girl, the Zi Nu. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the mother of Zi Nu is the goddess of the heaven. She disapproves of the relationship and moved her across the galaxy and only... <sighs> They can only meet once a year um, through the generosity of magpies who form a bridge for them to meet each other. Wow. Yeah. So Niolang and Zinu. That's a story that I heard when I was growing up. They really? can only meet once a year. That's so sweet. It's way better than fucking se- se- um, 14th of February, <laughs> which has like zero meaning whatsoever. I think there's millions of like Christianity behind it or something like that. They oh, fuck that. Yeah, who's St. Valentine's answer? anyway? James St. Valentine's? <laughs> yeah. Some white colonial mm-hmm. imperialist, mm-hmm. rapist, et cetera, et cetera, or the worst <laughs> of the worst. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, so 7th of the 7th yeah, so in the Chinese the, calendar. In Chinese or lunar calendar, however, yeah, whichever, though, you want to 
Yes, and I think everyone's trying to be more political correct. We need to use the ten lunar calendar. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so this week I started watching the extraordinary attorney. Ooh, it's a K drama on Netflix, um, which brings out so much discussion about autism because I'm reading Hannah Gatsby's Ten Steps to Nanda as well. Yeah, and on the subject of autism, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> this is such an interesting and confusing incident for me.、Mm-hmm. Um, years ago, when I was at this community event, I came across with a white mother who told me that she thought autism only happens to white children, and she was surprised to see an Asian child at the clinic、um, the day before the event. I mean, I won't, I won't blame her for her ignorance because Asians do try to mask and also cover. About so-called abnormality in, ch- in、yeah. their children, you know, they're trying yeah, to yeah, correct、totally. it or live in denial.、Yeah. Um, so that incident, like when she was telling me, I'm like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> Did she actually say Asian、She's, people? Yeah, she said Asian. She said that. Oh,、um, she was telling me that she's taking. Her child to see a clinical treatment,、uh, you know, in the day in our set in 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 the set of day because she can't make it to the appointment of the gathering、mm. the next time,、mm. and then she looked at me and it must be because I'm the only Asian appearance at the event, and she said that oh you know last time、um, I was quite surprised that、um, I saw an Asian child at the autism sort of the pediatrician clinic.、Mm. Because I never, I, I never thought that Asian kids would get autism. <laughs> like、oh、it's, God. I don't I know no how to react. You live in the Central Coast, hell. <laughs> I don't、no、know how to、idea. react to that because I thought it was okay. Obviously, she, she really doesn't know. But、yeah. part of me is like, really confused at the same、uh-huh. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do you even come back with that? I just say I just nod and say,、uh, yeah, I believe Asian kids are autism. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> But I'm speaking it like、it. what I said just before. Like truly, I've seen a lot of Asian parents. I don't know, maybe、totally、in our past,、denied. yeah, denies. Yeah. Maybe less in our own generation, but in the past generations, our parents' generation, they really do deny. You know, some sort and of and it hide hide yeah, their child's ab- yeah, like a- abnormality or even disability, whether it be yeah. yeah mental yeah mental health mental disability. Yeah, I remember when we were growing up, mum, our mother was always telling us how in Taiwan, if you were a wheelchair user, um, you never ever left the house. Yeah, you're pretty much housebound. Yeah, 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 because like it's like shameful.、Mm. Like I just can't, I just can't, I cannot believe how it's hard to wrap it the yeah you know, I know around considering it,、yeah. the kind of society that we. I guess have here in Australia,、mm. where disability, at least on a wider spectrum, at least within the white community, is very very celebrated. Or like it's very well only the last few and, few years. I feel yeah, and yeah. you know,、um, I feel like people are becoming more aware about it, and it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I just I I can't fathom. I I don't even know how to begin to describe how different the lives of disabled people in Taiwan are to disabled people. In、mm. Australia, yeah, it's really hard. It's de- definitely you know very difficult for them.、Um, yeah. So speaking of autism, I have another film to recommend, which is also、mm-hmm. in the Thai Film Festival. It's called Among Us.、Um, it's a documentary about an institution in Taiwan,、um, which they assess the families with children living with autism. Um, supporting them throughout their learning trajectories and their projects,、um, it's quite an interesting documentary. Given the fact that it is already very hard to capture a documentary about people in you know living without autism,、mm. but when you are trying to capture the images of autistic、um, children, it makes it a lot more harder for the whole crew. Yeah, it makes yeah, harder. Yeah. Obviously, it's very hard for the children as well. Yeah, yeah.、Um, so you've seen the lives of the、uh, children living with autism. So you really feel,、um, uh, I don't know. You just put yourself in their shoes. You see the difficulties,、yeah. and especially the difficulties of the parents that they have to face in the social pressure in Taiwan. The differences、oh、that they will gosh, face. Oh gosh, yeah. I'd really like to see that. When is that showing?、Uh, I believe it is in 
Pamela. They show in Pamela as well. So this、oh, okay. this weekend, yeah,、okay. Pam- at Pamela, yeah, Pamela Event Cinema, Event Cinema on Saturday, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Okay,、um, so that's and, my cultural consumption. And and yeah, so you finished your um. So I just wanted to run through really quickly what I've been reading.、Um, yeah, I've been reading Truman Capote's In Cold Blood because um Billy has been reading it, and I just want to talk to Billy about everything that's going through his mind. <laughs> um, and so and and last night. I got to the part. I'm sure everyone's read it. I'm like the only person who hasn't. I feel I got to the part where one of the witnesses describes some one of the people who was first at the scene or um after the murders described what he saw, and it was really really disturbing.、Oh, <laughs> like I, I thought yeah, I was someone who could like be okay with things like that, but、uh-huh. like I. I could not go to sleep, even with words.、Fun. Even with yeah,、reading. even with words. Yeah, Helen. Yeah. Like I thought that I was only someone who was like very sensitive when it came to visual stuff. So I usually just cover、uh-huh. my eyes when any sort of violence comes up on the screen. But like, and and I thought I was okay on the page. But this is really disturbing.、Yeah. I kind of wish I didn't、Goodness. read about it. Oh, it's wow, so that's、horrifying. a skill of the writer. It's so horrible.、Oh, well, well, that's what people are saying. But like, um. Uh, I mean, yes, Kudum Kapodi is a f- absolutely phenomenal writer,、um, but but the the part that I've come across is actually just a、um, exposition, like it's the testimony of one of the witnesses.、Mm-hmm. So like just the description of his like clear, bland was like quite disturbing. Wow.、Um, so that's a classic that I like feel very、um, proud of myself for for getting into because I usually don't <laughs> like classics. Like、mm-hmm. I ve- vehemently turn away from anything. That is deemed a quote unquote classic, you know, because、mm-hmm. usually those are like in the white canon,、uh, yeah, written by、yeah. people who I just have no interest in. Like I'd rather give me a give me a black trans disabled writer any day over anything like in the classics.、Uh, it's speaking of other stuff.、Uh, I've been trying to read more translations. Thanks to Helen also for inspiring me. And Helen told me about this、uh, book that she read、um, in Chinese a few months ago. It's a book called Ghost Town by Kevin Chen,、mm-hmm. um, who's German Taiwanese,、um, a gay author. And、um, so recently, Daryl Daryl. Dark, I believe his name、Dark、is. I'm translated. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. translated it from Chinese to English. Thank you for that, because then I would never come across this text. And I started reading it,、um, mm-hmm. the English translation, and it's it's really、uh, interesting. Like I, I'm only in the first hundred pages or so, but、um, I find it、uh, at the moment a bit scattered, and I'm not sure whether or not that's the intentional style of the writing by the author,、mm-hmm. or whether it's like. Not a very good translation. I can't tell.、Mm. You know, so it'd be interesting for you, Helen, as someone who is like you can read Chinese and、mm. English, for you to read the English translation and see if you like <laughs> what, how you feel about it. Because like I, I, I wish I could read two languages. That would be like absolutely marvelous. It's like you can access two different types of universes. Yeah, I think we'll just.、Um... Every time I say we're gonna say talk about it briefly, I end up talking about it a lot. I was going to say that I just want to talk about briefly about Ghost Town and Kevin Chan because I、yeah. kind of secure an interview with him、um, later of the year, and he's、nice. agreed to come、um, to speak to us about his work. How exciting!、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see the English translation because I've already heard something that I will probably. Not be happy about the translation. <laughs> I read it at the the Chinese.、Um, the original is really really good. That's all I can say.、Um, oh, but he,、okay. it's not the.、Um, it's not my favorite work of Kevin Chen.、Um, I like his、uh, third work, third novel better, but this one is almost.、Um, I feel like there's too much characters. Mm. You have、yeah. really have to follow it very delicately in every yes. character's、um, yes. story because it's a、mm. big family. It's a huge family. Oh yeah, it's almost like one of seven. Know, I think one of seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's quite interesting if you grow up.、Um, I think a lot of Taiwanese feel、uh, resonated to it because it was talking about the. Um, period that was almost just post、uh, martial law,、mm-hmm. so there's a lot of se- there's a sense of、um, breaching through that liberty barrier 
you know, after the martial law. Mm, mm. But it's also about very, very complex family dynamic. Oh yeah, yeah. So if you could try to finish it, and then we can talk about it. Oh yeah, I am definitely going to try and finish it. Yeah, it's it, it kind of um I'm quite shocked to be honest, Helen, reading it because um I'd say from I'd say now in my life when I think about the way I think in my head, mm-hmm. um I'm very white, like completely white, mm-hmm. and so like for me to read yeah. this history and then. The way he describes Taiwan, it makes me it makes me think Taiwan's like this fucked up country, like it's yeah, just so, it's so like funny. Like the way he talks about the way in which like um, every small everyday conflict can be mm-hmm. filmed by someone and then like it becomes suddenly viral, mm-hmm. you know. And then the way in which he describes countryside Taiwan and the literally gazillions of um, myths and superstitions and yes and like which we which we'll touch on today. Uh, and the way in which like people believe that ghosts still linger and they're all women like it feels like such a it, like I, I don't mean to shit on Taiwan obviously I'm a proud Taiwanese person but I'm just saying like the way he writes about Taiwan um if I just read that book I would think that Taiwan is some re- really really weird country like it's it, it comes across as just so freaking bizarre but that's funny because you know? you're seeing it from the through the I don't know if it's going to be offensive. I'm going to say this, but you're seeing it through like almost as a white lens. What you know, um, through uh, you're seeing it not from an Asian perspective or from mm. a Chinese perspective. Yeah. I remember reading an interview recently. I think when the journalist was asking asking Kevin, you know, the 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 things that you write about central Taiwan because he's grown up in central Taiwan. That's why it feels mm. so resonated to us because that's our yeah. hometown as well. Oh, is it? Yeah. Zhanghua is central Taiwan. Um, Zhanghua, yeah. But he writes oh. like little towns around, surrounding, yes, you know, yes. Zhanghua. And, Yong, Yong something. Uh, Yongqing. That's his yeah, first yeah. book. Yeah, his first book is Yongqing. based on Yongqing. And the journalist was asking that, oh, it, it makes it, like the journalist asked exactly what you were saying. It, it makes it, what you're writing, it looks like you're making the central Taiwan look so bad. Yeah, but yeah. his response was that, oh, not really. You know, I'm not trying to make it look bad. I'm just writing it from, um, I think he was saying that from experience and what I observed, it mm. was all reality. It's all the reality of central Taiwan, a small yeah. town, and how that is so complicated most people coming from metropolitan would not acknowledge yeah. those things that's yeah, why he yeah. wants to present it in his work i believe yeah. that's his words but um yeah kevin come to our interview and we'll talk in more yeah. details about Such it i would love love to talk yeah, about and, and he's like he looks like 25 so the oh, fact he's, that he has... he's in mid 40s <laughs> oh, is he? oh my god he literally looks fucking 25 i'm not kidding oh my god Okay, well, the fact that he's read like four or five books is astonishing mm. uh, for someone of that age. Um, but yeah, I feel like constantly ashamed that I don't read works in translation. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I just, I just, uh, uh, yeah, I walk around feeling ashamed most of the time, just thinking, God, <laughs> my my brain is so white. My brain is so like American and uh, Anglo-centric. Literally, I just, ugh. Well, like, works yeah, like this I'm, will push you to the, you know... Hopefully. Yeah, to the to, to, to that kind of direction. Yeah. Okay, let's take a break. And when we come back, uh, we would like to talk about this on this week's uh, main topic is uh, the Ghost Month and particularly the celebrations. Not so much celebrations, but the ceremonial rituals in Taiwan. Yeah, and all the, like, gazillions of rules. <laughs> And told, no, don't do this, don't do that. Okay, we'll be right back. So the Jiangsi is also known as a Chinese hopping vampire and it's a kind of reanimated corpse in Chinese legends and folklore. So if you grew up watching Cantonese movies or even like movies from Japan, Vietnam, Korea or Taiwan, um, the the actual translation, you would have seen these kind of um, 
figures mostly there were male figures um and um the the i'm just looking up jiangsi and it translates to stiff corpse <laughs> yeah jiang is like stiff yeah oh my god honestly like um this is part of a part of my childhood that i have somehow buried but when i was a young kid yeah but when i was a young kid um jiangsi the the appearance of them i don't even know why our parents let us watch this Because、they、it was so popular, are you still recording? Because、um, yeah, I will yeah, have yeah, to yeah. spit on now. Yeah, 对对对 <laughs> they were horrifying to me. Yeah, yeah. Especially the hopping, and I I, I remember like um, it, it it haunted me so much that um, every space I would jump, I would get into Helen, I would enter, I would make sure that there was um, you know, in Taiwan, I don't, I'm sure this happens in other places. Yeah. In the temples, there's a little like gap in the. In the, in the on the floor, so that the jumpers can't hop over it. Do you get it? Oh, that's a door. Yeah, the、you、door. Know, at the door, there's a there's a. I don't even know what's the English. It's not like a wedge, but it's almost like a plastered board on the floor. Yeah,、it's、on the floor. Up、yeah. on vertically. Yeah, it's it's about it's about like um only maybe like fifteen centimeters yeah, high. Yeah, fifteen centimeters say, yeah, high. Yeah. 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 Oh my god! You can even remember that. I remember、yeah. there's a there there is a rule that you have to cross it with one single foot, as in you can't hop it with yes, exactly both feet. Exactly, that's yeah, why yeah, those you... things were there. And and and, and the, like um just to describe it um they're often in like kind of traditional Chinese clothing, like yes, empress、yeah. kind of yeah. yeah. And this、um, is why I don't talk about it now. Oh, they don't. Okay,、it. right. Okay, it's just oh, they, yeah. Okay. Welcome back,、uh, and you're listening to Asian Beaches Down Under. Where Jess、uh, and I already talking a lot、yeah. about. <laughs> no, I recorded all that, but yeah, yeah. Okay, so this week we want to talk about ghost mounds in Taiwan. So the background is history of Zhongyuan, specifically. It's in lunar in lunar New Year in July, which is the seventh month. It's actually a big celebration of Zhongyuan. Mm. Um, in Taiwan, I believe it happens in other countries in Asia as well. Yes,、um, the date of Zhongyuan is fifteenth of July, which it happens to be twelfth of August this year.、Mm-hmm. Uh, Jess, do you want to start off? Yeah. So,、um, according to Wiki, the original story of the modern ghost festival actually originated in India. Which is interesting. I didn't know that.、Uh, it's derived from a su- special sutra. That sutra records the time. When a particular god named Majulagana retrieves a special knowledge or power, and then uses his knowledge to search for his deceased parents. Hmm. So Majula, Majula, Gayana. I feel bad if I can't pronounce this properly. <laughs>、uh, discovers his deceased mother was reborn into a hungry ghost realm. She was in a wasted condition, and Majula Yanana. Try to help her by giving her a bowl of rice. Unfortunately, as it goes round, she was unable to eat the rice as it was transformed into burning coal. And the magical Yana then adds, asks the Buddha to help him. Whereupon the Buddha explains how what he is able to assist、um, the, his parents、uh, in the life and in one's past seven lives by willing to by by willingly offering food and you know other things. To、uh, a monastic monastic community、mm-hmm. during the end of the monsoon season, which usually occurs on the fifteenth day of the seventh month,、mm-hmm. and then this is when the community、um, comes together and transfers the merits of what they offer to the deceased parents, and this is kind of like what we call the month of observance.、Mm-hmm. So observance of、uh, the ghost festival is held. Um, now on the seventh month of the Chinese calendar, and so it also falls at the same time as a full moon. So every year it's like a different date. So it's not always、yeah. like twenty fifth of December、mm-hmm. or you know things like that. Yeah. So during this month, the gates of hell are opened up, and ghosts are free to roam around the earth where they seek food and entertainment. These ghosts are believed to be the ancestors of those who forgot to pay tributes to them after they die, or those who were never given a proper ritual to send off. Hmm, that's right, Helen. And they have long, like the, these ghosts have long, thin necks、um, mm-hmm. because they have not been fed by their family,、um, or as a punishment, so that they are unable to swallow. 
So family members offer prayers to their deceased relatives. They offer food and drink and burn hell banknotes, also like joss paper, also called mm-hmm. joss paper. Um, and these joss paper items are believed to have value in the afterlife. So like <clears throat> people will say like in heaven, you know, they can use these things. Um, often you'll see this in funerals as well. They burn, you know, paper paper money paper plates paper like my grandmother nai nai um her funeral we uh, we built a cardboard version of a car like a uh-huh. bmw and yeah. we burnt it because we were like oh, she, she needs she, she, she needs, she a needs car a bmw yeah and then and then someone i, I was like to mum um but she never drove and they're like uh, she'll get a chauffeur <laughs> We have to burn her uh, paper. Oh, sure, her as well. <laughs> a real life person will burn her for them. Um, so these, uh, so the, all these things are considered very similar to what we have in the material world. People burn paper houses, mm-hmm. cars, servants. People burn servants <laughs> and televisions to please the ghosts. Oh, you need you need television in heaven, you know. Yeah. Of course, you need entertainment, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So families also pay tributes to other unknown wandering ghosts so that those homeless souls do not intrude their lives and bring misfortune. A large feast is held for the ghost on the 14th day of the seventh month when people bring samples of food and place them on an offering table to police the ghost and ward of the bad luck. Lotus-shaped lanterns are also lit and set afloat in the rivers and out to the seas, which is to be symbolized as a, to the gui- uh, gui- guidance to the lost souls or forgotten ancestors to the afterlife. Of course, in some East, East Asian countries today, live performances are held and everyone is invited to attend. The first row of seats are always empty as this is where the ghost sits. The shows are always put on at night and high volumes as the sound is believed to attract and police the ghost. Um, and please, not police. Yeah, sorry, and police the ghost, sorry. <laughs> police the ghost! <laughs> um, there's, there's martial law up in heaven as well. I was thinking yeah, actually like, to have yeah. the second part of this topic next week where I want to kind of collect all the... Um, worshipping rituals from Taiwan that I can kind of share with our listeners. Yeah, yeah, so right, this right. week we'll just briefly talk about um, what we know. And yeah, the do- do's and don'ts yeah. during um, Ghost Month. I think um, actually when I think about the way in which Asian culture has penetrated the West, uh-huh. recently in, the, in, in Australia at least, didn't there, wasn't there a show on SBS called like Hungry Ghost or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a based on the uh, um, based Vietnamese, on the Vietnamese yeah. uh, heritage. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. And I think it was done pretty well, but I actually forgot because I only watched like the first few episodes mm-hmm. because like um, I thought it was completely centered on Asian people, and then there actually was like a few white centered characters, uh-huh, and I was yes. like, "Fuck this! I can't bother <laughs> to watch." White people, you know, taking over the space, taking over the yeah, like about a ghost, ghost, like ritual from Vietnam. Um, But um, yeah, there's a when when you know when I I feel kind of frustrated and kind of I'm so over the fact that I every year I think I'm going to go back to Taiwan for Ghost Month and and (laughs) kind of really understand it properly and all that, but. Mm It never happens. Um, like, I remember growing up with, like, one of our parents is very superstitious. And um, it's it's kind of, I mean, it's just like another, n- not to reduce it, but I feel like it's just like any other religion where you believe things. Um, mm, to bring you good and, luck. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, um, what is the harm of that? In harm, harm in that, you know? Like, uh, there were always these rituals we grew up with and um, our parents never questioned it. And um, mm-hmm. it always frustrated me that there was no questioning of why we did what we did. Yeah, when we ask you know? and they just say that, oh, yeah, they're just like, it's always be- been like this. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. Yeah. And I just like thought, really? Mm. Yeah. I mean, the first time when my husband saw our family burning the job paper, mm. it was a bit annoying. It's like, oh, but the smoke isn't that a bit... <laughs> you're creating the environmental impact you're know, burning <laughs> yeah but paper. also like i wonder i wonder this even the the first thing that we did like questioning a ritual that is mm. very white like a lot of people in asia just they never question family rituals 
They just yeah, continue on doing, you know, it's like, it's so, it's so like uh, everything that I do, the older I get, the, the more I realize it's just a very um, product or a symptom of my whiteness, you know, mm. questioning history um, is like liberal values, like this idea of having an individual thinking mm. in, in itself is not something that is like um, very much valued or taught in a like in a lot of Asian, Asian cultures. Like yeah. even, you know, you know, communist China, for instance, you don't question anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Conformity is, is the big yeah. value for yeah, exactly you know, the community. Yeah, in Asia and um, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, <laughs> like talk, talking to you always makes me realize how fucking white I am. <laughs> And then I go into a spiral of hating myself. <laughs> hey, not, I don't hate myself. I just, I just hate how, like, um, narrow my mind can be sometimes. I think. But this is where you learn. Yeah, you know, this is what we do here as well. You know, open up the conversations that we have to try to find a balance. That mm, mm. we want to be progressive, but not to the part that we diminish um, the value of our. Um, tradition, I guess. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so should we get into the superstitions, <laughs> the fun part? So yeah, this is the fun part where we're going to go list um, all the do's and don'ts during the month of uh, Ghost Festival. Um, let's get into it. Let's run into it. So um, first rule, um, out of like, I'd say. There's more than 20. But rule number one, don't go out at night. It is believed that during Ghost Month, there are ghosts wandering around to avoid being possessed. Um, it is best not to go out during the night by yourself because you could be snapped. <laughs> but that's just the logic, I guess. Don't go out at night. And also, like, for women, it's like, no, don't go out any, any night. Yeah, at all. Yeah. Unless you want to be Regardless, regardless yeah. of Ghost Month. Yeah. Okay, and the second, the next one is don't clip nails. I found this so funny. <laughs> don't clip nails at night. Some folklore experts believe that the sound of clipping nails attracts the good brothers. Like in in Taiwan, we call it hao xiong di, which uh-huh. means um the ghost. Um, original. <laughs> so the original name of the time at eleven p.m. Zi shi sounds mm. similar to. Which is the ancient word for offspring. So mm-hmm. clipping the nail, click, click, clip at that time during the night at 11 pm symbolizes losing the reproduction <laughs> ability. It's almost like a clipping of your uh, offspring. Yeah, I yeah. swear, uh, olden, olden, during the olden time, people can make connections of anything. Anything, yeah, I know. Yeah. So re- reality is almost like avoiding nail clipping during the old. Uh, olden days because it was dark at night yeah. clipping your nails can result some injuries if you can't Tracy, see it you can't see so you you put it almost like a, you put a oh, scientific scientific yeah. facts on it you're, and you would um, acknowledge <laughs> the the symbolism yeah. I know, it's hilarious. And, you know, remember, like, you know, 150 years ago, there was no electricity. Yes. Or whenever yeah. electricity uh-huh. was inv- invented. I don't know, but, yeah, they had candles. So, like, clipping your clipping your nails, yeah. doing something as, like, uh, physically... Um, During the night in the dark. Sensitive, yeah, in the candlelight is a bit dangerous. Yeah. Funny. This is funny. This is funny. I love this. Um, the next rule is don't hang your clothes out during the night. Mm-hmm. Because the wandering ghosts um, who come out at night, if you hang your clothes outside, um, usually on the balcony, the clothes will attract the good brothers, like Helen said. And also, I remember mum... Yeah, our mum like, told us. We grew up listening yeah. to her saying this. Yes. So, she so never hangs mom, her clothes yeah. at night. Uh, and, and also, at dusk, like the moment the sun goes down, even like a few minutes before the sun goes down, even as like the sun is setting... I remember the absolute pure corporal anxiety that my mother had to like get like we we would drop anything what we were doing like even if we were in the blue mountains we'd fucking <laughs> rush home just so we can take the clothes down off the line because it was the most, the most important thing in the world because like because mum was like oh if you leave your clothes out at night the ghosts will come and like um, embody your clothes yes. <laughs> which I, I have to say Helen uh, this is this is a primal fear that I still have. Really? Like, the other night, um, my um, partner was hanging the laundry out like, <laughs> at, like, at, at sundown just to let it die. And we uh-huh. don't get a lot of sun 
in our balcony. Mm. But like even when I see it, I'm like, ooh, that's not right. <laughs> that's embedded into your subconsciousness. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> but you again, if you put scientific logic log- logic into it, it's because when you know it doesn't dry. Not, it doesn't dry. Also, a bit dead. You know, know, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, the next one is avoid buying cars or house um, during the during- ghost month because people <laughs> believe in the old, old days that cars and houses are most likely to be unpure or unclean, which could result in accidents. Ghost month is also unsuitable to be moving houses. It's not yeah, a great period month. of time. Yeah. So people would buy a house and then like wait a month to move in. Yeah, like, but you legit, know, guys, people do this. Marketing strategies in Taiwan is that yeah. houses and cars are actually are quite cheap. <laughs> yeah, during the month, month of, yeah. So if you're like a foreigner or you don't believe in that shit, yeah. Yeah, and take same up thing the bargain. With my next rule. Same thing with my next rule. So um, the next rule is don't go into unfamiliar bodies of water or don't mm. swim at mm. lakes, beaches, rivers because the water ghosts, people who have drowned in the water, mm. they'll go down and take your life. They'll drag you down. Yeah. Um, and like, um, so, so, like, Western people, they have gone during the month of August to Taiwan and they're like, why are the beaches so empty? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, literally, it's no one goes to the beach. Yeah, it's summer. Nobody goes to the beach because it's dangerous. They, yes. they actually believe that you will drown. Um, that's how, like, strongly they believe in it. And, um, and oft, often, like, I mean, now that we're in reality, because it's summer in the Northern Hemisphere, there's a, also, like, high chance of people going out to enjoy themselves and then mm. accessing unfamiliar water territories could result in, high, you know, higher chances of water accidents. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. more people, lifeguards, less lifeguards patrolling. Um, but, yeah, like, it's really interesting that in, in, in Taiwan, at least in the ghost month, there's very, very drastic number drops drastic number of drops in the number of people going to the beach because of mm-hmm. this belief yeah it's just dangerous especially when you're enjoying yourself you become a bit more careless yeah yeah. Things. yeah um next one uh this has actually happened in taiwan of a foreigner which i saw on like a well, wait, wait, tell us, kind tell of fair news which is very funny i think but um so the next one is don't eat worshipping food. Um, oh. By worshipping food what? is that during the ghost months, you will see small business um, like on the street. Yeah, they'll put a table their, out. They'll put a table out and they will yeah. have um, Biscuits. food. They will have snacks. They'll have snacks. drinks. Yeah. Um, yeah, laid out on the table. On a table. So those are for worshipping the ghosts. So yeah. don't touch them while they're yeah. still worshipping. You know, you can yeah, exactly. have them when, after the, after yeah, exactly. the end while of the, the incense, day. Yeah. The incense dies out. Yeah. Um, so those things, you don't touch them. Uh, I remember reading, like, a tabloid news in Taiwan, almost like um, it was Reddit or um, mm-hmm. in Taiwan they call it PTT. PP, PPT? PTT. Anyway, um Someone took a photo of a foreigner eating the uh-huh. food because oh he saw it's free. Oh my <laughs> god! That is a fuck. That is freaking hilarious. Yeah. So oh don't don't eat those food while they were still you know being worshipped. You know you yeah, can eat rude. those after rude. the ritual. Yeah, it's because exactly. Rude. Another rule is don't whistle at night because the whistling sound apparently attracts ghosts, making them believe you're trying to summon summon them. Yeah. I I, I heard funny. I heard of this Have you heard when of I was growing, oh. growing up. Yeah, so wow. don't whistle because so the sound. I yeah. don't know the frequency or the pitch. Probably. Oh my god! Yeah, this is hilarious. Also, um, in the month of the ghost month, avoid. You should not get a haircut. <laughs> in the old days, there was a ritual of hair cutting before a dead body is placed into the coffin, mm. and so it's believed that cutting your hair will attract the underworld spirits. Or an alternative belief is that cutting your hair would have the yin energy, like a negative energy, flow through the body and make your body sick or attract sort of unfortunate events. Kind of like Final Destination shit, you know? Those movies from the early (laughs) noughties. Yeah. Shit will happen to you guys if you get your hair cut in August. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And the next one is that don't worship at night, especially not at the temple so essentially ghosts wish the ghost who wishes to be reincarnated mm-hmm. um 
they do it during the night. Yeah, they come out at night. So they will be hanging around the temple and there will be a lot of in energy um, and most likely will result again, you know, sickness or injuries for for the people who go to the worshipping at night. Mm, mm. Uh, The next rule is really funny because I feel like this is something that um, is not just uh, a no-no during Mm. Ghost Month, but any time I do this, my parents, like, freak out. Yes. Freak the F out. Um, So it's don't put the chopsticks in the bowl vertically. So, like, you know, sometimes... Um, we see it in so many white medias. White, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's because it's like artistic, you know. You stick the two chopsticks in the bowl of rice vertically, uh-huh. like on an angle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the side of it is looks similar to joysticks on the worshipping food mm-hmm. table. So um, apparently this will confuse the ghosts and they will think that the food is for them and mm-hmm. come and grab it as yeah. well. And so like literally Helen the other day I was, watch- I was eating rice or something and I stuck my chopsticks what? up like... Like this, oh and then God. like I, I sat back and I was taking a drink and I looked at it and I was like, oh shit! And then I like quickly put it the other way, because like I've been told that's just like the wrongest thing in the world. Yeah, it's just it's uh, it's, it's like abominable. Bad. It's it's like um, it's uh, sacri- it feels sacrilegious. A lot of the stuff that you and I grew up with. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's just. I remember just, our parents were saying that there's another. Um, there's another reason? belief. There's another oh, yeah. reason of it is that you're trying to curse your parents to die early. Oh my god! <laughs> and you're presenting like a death yeah, I get it. symbol on the dining table. Exactly. <sighs> okay. The oh. uh, next one is don't Love make this culture. The <laughs> <laughs> next one is don't make loud noises or celebrating uh, during the night. Making loud noises, for example, having a party or a big celebration will attract good brothers uh, to enjoy the scenes with you. And finally, don't hang wind, wind chimes. chimes by your bed or by the window. Um, so apparently that the sound of wind chimes will attract the spirits from another universe or another world. Yeah, Attracting ghosts. Disrupt Attracting your, ghosts. Uh, your sleep and making you feel well, yeah, if it's like loud. <laughs> Who's that? I don't think I don't remember. I don't think anyone. I love thinks. the sound of the wind chime. I think it's beautiful. It yeah, but maybe outside. Childhood. Outside, yeah. definitely I don't not know. Who, who, who has a backyard these days? <laughs> Boomers who have money. Yeah, so those are the couple of do's and don'ts. Mostly don'ts. Yeah, don't don't do this. Don't do that. Basically, don't, don't be a human months. being. Don't, don't have fun. Don't have fun or enjoy your life in the month of August. Funny, funny that I was born in the month of August. Yeah. I was probably a ghost reincarnated. That's what mum believed. Well, I wasn't supposed to come out, you know. I think I, my mum got her tubes tied after the third child. That's what they say. And then miraculously, under miraculous conception. <laughs> Who knows, right, guys? Who knows if our parents are ever telling us the truth? I know. It's like all those, like, religious, um, this superstitions, all the things that... Our parents tell us to make us fear about things yeah, in our life, exactly. try to like avoid those, doing things. Like our mother's classic, don't sit on a cushion because your buttocks will rot. <laughs> she just doesn't like people sitting I on her cushions and she just randomly exactly. made up that exactly. kind of superstition. I wonder why, why mum, maybe because she just didn't want us to ruin her cushions. Yeah, she just doesn't want us to ruin her cushions. And now <laughs> our, my, kids, my kids follows that rule. Actually, yeah, well. I know. Her grandkids follows the rules. Don't sit on grandma's cushions or otherwise your butt will rot. I cannot wait to be a mother and make up like friggin' novelty shit to like... Protect the like fear. Like, if I had something like, say, I don't know why I didn't want my kids to touch something, <laughs> yeah, get your brains cracking with creative ways of like getting them to avoid something. <laughs> don't eat too many mangoes because they're poisonous. Yeah. No, actually, the, the, the cushion one's the greatest. Have you, um, yeah, I, I, as a non parent myself at the moment, um, I can't imagine being anything but completely honest. But you know, once you're a parent, you know, you just. You have to make up something to make your kids believe. (laughs) Well, I think you'd do anything just to um, protect them from whatever you want to protect them from, you know? Mm, mm. Okay, so the final part of this episode, I want to talk about an exhibition that's happening in Taiwan, which is very... um, Which is related to... Getting a lot of traction. Yeah, a lot of attraction. Getting a lot of traction, yeah. 
um, which is related to Ghost Month. It's called Asian Hell and Ghost Exhibition, happening in Tainan Art Museum. To my surprise, it's actually a curator curated by a French art gallery. Uh, it's a collaboration with a presentation from the Paris-based Musso de Queer Branly. Um, mm-hmm. So the goal of the exhibition is to explore folk belief in popular culture, not to cause fear or superstition. And adding the displays will include the cultural perspectives of Taiwan, China, Japan, and Thailand. The collaboration with the French Museum is particularly meaningful, while the opening will mark the first ever show of the exhibition in Asia. And the exhibition has also been localized to incorporate a Taiwanese perspective on the supernatural creation by modern artists hailing from the country and historical objects objects and documents on loan from the other national museums. So there was an initial protest by the local Christian and church groups because they don't like the evil spiritual things (laughs) which is quite funny because uh, Christianity they have a lot of talk of evil (laughs) and spiritual things themselves also um, the biggest controversy in the community the art community within Taiwan I believe is uh, the piece about Jiangshi which is the Chinese zombie and before we started our recording, Jess and I talked. Yeah, I so did much. a bit of a spiel before. <laughs> well, like Johnson is um these um kind of male figure, male yeah, bodies. Yeah, it's always male, men, isn't it? Men, so yeah. yeah. Um, and they look like something from the Qing Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Like they're dressed up in that kind of emperor clothing, yes. mm-hmm. and um and they have loose robes around them, and then a sort of special hat. Mm-hmm. And then um what they do is they hop. Yes. I don't know why, but the the historical nature of them is that they can only hop, and um, they the the scariest thing because I uh, I grew, we up, grew watching up watching those films, Jiangsu movies, yeah. and they fucking scared the fuck out of me. And the scariest <laughs> thing is that they have their arms, two two of their arms reached out forward, mm-hmm. so it always looks like they're about to grab you or mm-hmm. they're coming for you. Yeah. And the only way to stop them is to put this kind of like joss paper on their forehead. Yes, the yellow one. Yeah, yeah, the yellow one. Yeah, oh, I swear, if you've watched any Cantonese Chinese films, you would have seen them. It was I, so I, popular I, during the eighties. It was, I know, and um, just like I, I really want to watch one today, just to like spur my mind back <laughs> into that childhood trauma. <laughs> so I actually um heard about the historical context of Jiangsu a couple of years ago. So apparently yeah. in the olden days that when they want to remove a large amount of corpse, they couldn't do it through... Um, it's almost as if it's a convenience for logistic purpose that they have corpse... Um, I don't know how to explain this in words, but if you see me, you see how Jiangsu, they have all their hands, their arms yeah. straight in the front. Forward. Yeah. Forward so front if they yeah. have... Uh, a couple of corpses that they need to remove, like for f- like funeral homes, yeah. they stream through like a like a bamboo stick through mm-hmm. their sleeves, right, and across onto their shoulders, um, shoulders, and out of their yeah. collars, and then they yeah. do the same. The bamboo sticks, a very like a couple of meters of bamboo sticks, and they string it through a couple of corpses, and that's how they move the dead bodies. So when you see you it serious? at night. So you'll have someone who's carrying two sticks oh. of the bamboo stick. Oh, do you understand what I'm talking I about? It. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah can I you do. imagine? Have you have I that can, visual I can. image? Yeah. Okay. So okay. that so that's why when you see it at night, obviously it's fucking scary. That is <laughs> trying so, to transport that is so the good, hell. dead bodies. Well, because yeah. mum told me when she was growing up, that's how she carried pails of water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Almost the, it's, it's a similar. It's a similar concept. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, That's so awesome. You see, like that. that is awesome. Um, yeah, so the biggest controversy awesome. what I was talking about is that um, the art experts in Taiwan were saying that it is the Jiangsu that is on the exhibition, that is from France, has the wrong outfit and looks like they were pieced together without understanding of the historical context of each garment. Um, I've read some writings about uh, the exhibition. So apparently that the emperor's garment is supposed to have dragon patterns, whereas the government official is supposed to have python patterns. Mm. The exhibition of Jiangsu in Taiwan 
do not have hats. They don't have belts or certain oh. accessories. Right. So they were saying that oh, it's kind of like a sign of disrespect of Chinese culture, especially when Chinese heritage is we value highly in the culture of death. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder how it is、um, viewed in the perspective of art.、Mm. You know, when it's yeah, yeah. an Asian culture, but curated and curated by French. Yeah, exactly. You, you kind of miss the contextualization, and you also wonder what's the real purpose behind this exhibition. Are you trying to exorcise again?、Yeah. You know, an Asian death culture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because because I know that a lot of、uh, often white cultures do that. Like you know,、mm. just a white a lot of white people are fascinated by Mexicans, the Day of the Dead. You know,、mm-hmm. for instance. Yeah, and a lot, yeah. I know a lot of white tourists travel there. Um, it's such a fetish for them.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I wonder if like there's a fetishization, but what's the boundary of arts? Again, people will argue. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so that's the end of our episode today.、Uh, before we go, of course, I have to again mention Taiwan Film Festival in Australia. It's still happening now, so it will be in Parramatta this weekend on the sixth and the seventh of August in Brisbane, sixth and the seventh of August, and the final session will be held in Canberra on the thirteenth of August.、Um, huge shout out to the volunteers and the whole crew who made this possible.、It's, oh, unbelievable team! Honestly, unbelievable that we、They're、finally、so、great. got back in cinema this year. Yeah, yeah. So thanks to everyone and thanks for.、Um, Thanks to you if you have attended. Yeah. Yeah. So, anything else? Yes. No, that's all from me. I'm gonna go and watch Jungsun movies <laughs> from the eighties. From the eighties. <laughs> so that's the end of our episode. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google, and Apple, and give us a five star rating. If you would like to support what we do here at Asian Bitches Down Under, head to our Buy Me Coffee page and make a donation for us to continue the intersectionality in the podcast industry. So that's it from us this week, and we'll speak to you next time. Take care and、uh, make sure you follow all those rules. Don't hang your clothes out at nine, especially. <laughs> Stay safe, everyone. Chat to you、Stay、next、safe. time. Bye. Bye.